On Mondays with Ben Davis, let's rip straight into the Monday Means Test with Corey Parker. Oh, we are ripping in everywhere. Exactly right. What about this? The greatest Broncos point scorer ever. Their former captain, the former Dally M Lock of the Year, a Wally Lewis medalist, and according to Peter Sterling in Origin 3 2014, putting on the best performance by a for, um, best for... Be- Corey, I'm having trouble reading your writing here. A very, <laughs> a very good morning to you. You did so well. <laughs> you let off so well there, Benny. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't very understand good morning, my handwriting. Yeah. What else have you got uh, to say? Looking forward to it. Looking forward to what is uh, going to be, I reckon, uh, probably the closest uh, 2024 season uh, that we were talking about in the NRL for some time. So uh, the preseason challenge or, or cup, or however which way you want to put yeah. it, has been run and done. The Broncos have secured $100,000 in the kit, sent over to Alfie and Kevy in Vegas. Not sure what will be done over there, but uh, looking forward to the year ahead. Well, let, let's – let's actually, before we start to the preseason challenge, you know what I've just realised? I know, I know we played out little opener, mm. ripping in, Monday means test, Corey Park, but you'll get to know that on this program most people have a theme song. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a theme song for you yet. What, I will what, get what, one. What would you? What would, would you? Do you have a like? If you were walking in or running on or coming on radio, yeah, what okay. theme song? Well, you've sort of put me on the spot here. The old uh, remember the Milky Bar Kid. Uh, <laughs> that'd be all right, wouldn't it? That's Every time imp- you walked that, into the room, that's, a, that's <laughs> impressive to whistle on cue too, just quietly. The Milky Bar Kid. Remember that? Maybe we're too old. Hey, you know what? No, I do remember it. No, don't worry. I do remember. He's walked into the, the yeah, milk bar. As, it was like a, a saloon. Milky bars are on me. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's truth. Well, you've gone left field there, but that's what I like for this. Actually, help us out. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. What theme song? Should Corey Parker have? <laughs> Don't throw it out to the listeners. It <laughs> no. could come back with Barbie or anything. <laughs> Looney Tunes or some sort of, yeah, yeah, let, you're going different place there. Well, no, that Milky Bar Kid, we've, we've, we're often running. It's a start. All right, the headlines from the preseason challenge, Corey. Pain on the peninsula. Yeah. Titanic mission ahead for Desi and the boys. The Broncos hit the preseason jackpot. And the Cowboys... No, a canter, not in a canter, but they're just cantering. Uh, one win, one loss, Cohen Hess down. Let's start waiting our th- way through it. The, the, the preseason, yeah. does it mean anything? Oh, it's, it's a good question. A lot of people have asked me that over the last couple of weeks. And um, on the one hand, it's a necessary evil. I mean, you, you do need to get a few miles in the legs. You need to get some timing combinations, right? There's a lot of dynamics that you've worked on over the summer. There's some different game plans. There's some different structures. So, you do need to have time on the park. Now, second to that is, you know, if you've played five to six, seven, ten years in the NRL, I personally don't think it's necessary for those guys, which is why we see, you know, the top-line stars or the guys that have been involved with the game for a long period of time only play 20 or 25 minutes, and that's it. You just want to get out there, get a bit of timing, get hit, get you know, get, get into the physical collision and then get out of there because you run the risk of a game that means nothing, of of potentially having an injury. Now, um, you know, we'll get to talk about those injury concerns for the Queensland sides a little bit later, but, uh, it, it, yeah, they don't. Because, I mean, I, I remember back, we I was at the Broncos and uh, we played Canberra and Orange and uh, we had a pretty good side, uh, you know, sort of around that 2004, 5, 6 mark. We won the Compano 6 and we had some pretty handy players uh, and Canberra beat us. And then we played Redcliffe at Redcliffe. 
um, you know, a week, two weeks before the season about to start, they nearly beat us. The Queensland Cup side nearly beat the Broncos, and we had a pretty yeah. you know, full-strength team. So we sort of thought to ourselves, oh, boy, like, where are we? How good are we going? Nearly, we got beaten by Canberra in, you know, in Orange, and Redcliffe have just nearly beaten us here. Fast forward a week, we go and play Penrith round one in Brisbane, and we put 60 on them. So it's, it, it can do one or two things. It can put you back in your box when you think you're going a little bit better than what you may. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're going like a bastard in the trials, you, mm. you can come up with a different sort of mindset and, and approach. But ultimately, you just want to get through it injury-free. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's critical that you, you have some you know, miles in the legs, but boy, oh boy, every coach just holds their breath and thinks, hope we get through this okay. M- miles in the legs. Can you get that anywhere else? And I guess if it comes down to risk versus reward, should we, I mean, should you, should we bin pre-season? Should we scrap it? Well, there has been talk of that. And I think the way that people train and the way that clubs train, the high, f- high performance facilities that we see week in and week out with these teams now, you could go into round one if everyone went in round one without a trial game under their belt. Yeah. Well, I think the quality would be, you know, still as good as it is. The thing with it is, though, is when Fox Sports and Channel 9 get involved and there's, uh, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, telecast trolls and, and have them on the TV a couple of weeks earlier, there's obviously a lucrative deal ahead there. So, um, you know, that's probably where it's all sort of boiled down when you when you come to think of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you just want to get through unscathed, to be fair. As a player, would you be okay going into round one without having played a preseason if, trial? Yeah, I would be. I, I, I honestly would be. And if everyone did the same, would not be an issue at all. Yeah, it, it, it really wouldn't. Because it, it, a lot of these teams, they have 30 to nearly 35 players on their books contracted, and which is essentially two teams. And a lot of them do scrummage plays against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which... They do sort of game-like scenarios, and they play for long periods of time. They're just not playing against anyone else. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a drama with it. I don't think it'll be the case. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon uh, because of, you know, the, the deals that Fox and Nine have with trial games. Uh, so uh, and it, it, on the flip side to that, it does give, I guess, it, it, the lesser-like players an opportunity, a la like what we saw, uh, you know, the Broncos who played uh, Manly. Um, you know, a lot of those players that played in that game will not even see an NRL game this year. Mm. Uh, but they got the opportunity to play in the big lights and on TV. So, uh, you know, if you ask them, was it a great experience? Of course it was. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Corey Parker, the Monday Means Test, here every Monday between 9 and 10. It's an hour of power if you've got a question. For Corey, fire it through. Uh, the big headline out of it, I, I think, for Queensland teams is the loss of Tom Gilbert, not only for the Dolphins, but also the Maroons going forward. And, and more than anything, distressing scene mm. seeing mm. him on the ground in New Zealand. And, and even more so when he came home yesterday, arriving in a wheelchair or getting wheeled out of uh, customs into a waiting car. It was just heartbreaking. Uh, Christian Wolf, the assistant coach, he... Uh, well, he gave us a, an update on how the team was feeling, how Tom and where it's at scans today will reveal the full extent. And we're going to support him and, uh, you know, whatever it is and whatever length of time it is, we'll all be around him and support him. And, 
Yeah, he's, a, he's an extremely diligent, extremely tough footy player, and you know the way you see him play is the way he trains and prepares, and yeah, he'll certainly do everything he can to get back on the field as quickly as he can and in the best condition he can. And um, you know, he showed a real professionalism there last year. Um, he showed a real value to the team, even though he, he didn't play the back end of the year. So, as I said, whatever length of term that is, um, he'll do the same again. We're very sure of that. A game and a half mm. back from a season-ending shoulder reconstruction. Uh, I, I spoke to him a couple of weeks before his first game. Uh, sorry, the week before his first game. Yep. And he was, you know, he was saying all the right things. And he's such an impressive young bloke too. And Very he's much so. so diligent, the work, the, the rehab, but ready to put it. And now he's got to go through it again and, and maybe twice as long. Mm. Corey, the question is, can the Dolphins make finals without Tom Gilbert? Uh, yeah, Tom Gilbert is a type of player, and, and you know, whilst Christian Wolf has, has mentioned, you know, go against scans. Look, it, it, from everything that we've seen, he's done an ACL, mm. uh, which then says you know, he's twelve months out, so he's going to miss a complete season of of rugby league, um, which is 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 awful for the Dolphins. Now, for the Dolphins to play semi-finals this year, I thought there was absolutely a possibility. Uh, but to do that, you need a lot of luck on your side, mm. and part of that luck is with injuries and suspension. Uh, before a ball has been kicked in round one, they've lost, I think, their heartbeat of their team. So when when yeah. you think about what the DNA of the of the Dolphins are, it's it's about competing hard, it's about passion, it's about desire, and when you think about those three things, one player comes to mind, and that is Tom Gilbert. And we saw numerous times last year, Tom Gilbert, uh, you know. Have the ability through one run or a defensive play, or even just getting around a teammate, to pick them up emotionally. Uh, and then when he wasn't there for the back half of the season, we saw how, or, or the adverse effect on how that happened. So, to answer your question, I don't believe the Dolphins can make the semi-finals without Tom Gilbert. Now, I hope they prove me wrong. Mm. I just don't believe that. I think he is that integral to. The Dolphins, I don't see them being able to play in a semi-final series, which would have been difficult, to, you know, at, at, with their best squad. But I just don't believe they can do that, and that goes for every side. Every side's got one of those players. Like you take Nathan Cleary, for example, out of the Penrith Panthers, they can't win a comp, and that was evident, you know, from what we saw last year. Uh, I just think, um, you know, Tom Gilbert is that sort of player for the Dolphins. All right, so. We talk about teams being teams and depth and one player doesn't make a team, but no. you're of the belief that, I mean, you just mentioned Cleary, yep. uh, that they, they, they managed, they got through, they did end up winning a, a comp, but when mm. he was there, it was looking, when he wasn't there, it was looking a bit dusty. Correct. Uh, so Tom Gilbert, is that important to the Dolphins? Yeah, I do. I firmly believe yep. that. I've worked with Tom uh, at a junior rep level you know, before, and I, you just stand back and you see the presence and the influence that he has of those around him. And and then, yeah, if you don't know Tom from a bar of soap and you just watch the actions that he provides for the uh, for the Dolphins on the field, uh, it just speaks volumes. And it, 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 you know, good players make other players around them better. Yeah. And and he's that. Like if you're in a team and you think you're doing it tough and you look across and Tom Gilbert is doing everything he possibly can to try and up, you know. He, get his team up for the challenge, you can't not but just help him out. I just think, yeah, he's a huge loss. He's got the same initials as Trevor Gilmeister. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I think he is a modern-day axe. I mean, we're not, I mean, I know the axe 
has legendary with his hits and yeah. stuff like that. But but also there's the stuff that you can't measure. Mm. And Gilly was that 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 full team man. And I remember Tom Gilbert when the Dolphins first started. What was that? Twelve. 18 months ago, he yeah. moved down from North Queensland. Yeah. And we're talking about a 23. He would have been 22 mm-hmm. at that time. I, I'm I'm certain he said that he moved and lived and set up house based at Redcliffe. Mm. So you, you're coming down, a big name signing, um, f- potential future captain of the club in southeast Queensland. And you, you could live anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and he chose yeah. to live in the backyard of the team that he was playing. Now, that mightn't be a big thing. I think it is, though. Mm. It, on, the, on the surface, it mightn't seem a big thing, but he's that invested in the team, in the community, yeah. in the club, in the culture, that he is setting up base there. Could have picked anywhere to live. Yeah, you're buying just more than a footballer, yeah. aren't you, when you, when you purchase Tom Gilbert. And, and he spent a lot of time up in the, you know, up North Queensland. He had an opportunity. He played with the Cowboys, and he felt that maybe he had a, an opportunity to spread his wings and, and I guess... Uh, trying to uh, you know grow his his development under the you know tutelage of Wayne Bennett. I, I worked with Tom in the uh, under 18s uh, Queensland Origin team, and he was very a lot smaller than what he is right now. Yeah. And I loved absolutely everything about him. I, I just loved his way he approached things, just his his attitude, his desire, his temperament, everything about him. But if I'm being brutally honest, I thought to myself. I just think you might not make it because you're too small. He was so like so much smaller than what he is, and then in, over the period of you know one to two three years, he found a, a couple inches in height and about fifteen kilos to what he is right now. But he still had all those little finer things that I just mentioned about the desire and just that, that attitude and competitiveness, which is things you cannot teach. Yeah. Uh, throw a bit of size, and and now we get the player that he is. He's he's a he's a great person. Thirteen thirteen fifty five oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. Dolphins. If you're a dolphin fan, if you're on the peninsula, can your team make finals without Tom Gilbert? Uh, even if you're not a Dolphins fan, I reckon they're everyone's second favourite team in Southeast Queensland, aren't they? Aren't they? Mm. Can the Dolphins? Make the finals without Tom Gilbert. Questions for Corey Parker. Uh, texts, phone, either way, or maybe even on social media. That's right. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. It's all there. 131355 SENQ, your home of sport here in Queensland. Thanks for making the switch. It's coming up to 20 past nine. Corey Parker here. The Monday means test until 10 o'clock. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Well, that is the first suggestion, Oscar from the Valley. Thank you for that. As a theme song for Corey Parker. I don't know whether, Corey, that's the Darth Vader right. theme music. So being one of the biggest villains in, oh, I don't know, the in our yeah, lifetime, okay. I don't know whether that's a good thing I or a bad class thing. class myself as a villain, but I'll take it if that's the way we're going to go with well, see, it. I don't know. How, how would you take it? Darth Vader. I mean, he's well, an I've imposing never, figure. I've never seen it. So you could what? make whatever. You could make it up and tell me whatever. Well, you've, ne- you've never seen Star Wars? No. No. Star Wars is not something I rushed out to have a look at. I'm sorry, Ben. You don't have to rush out. It's only been around for 45 years. I mean, it's well, 
<laughs> I, 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 I won't be rushing to look at it again. So you well, know Darth Vader? You've well, heard of Yoda? Seen, yeah. Well, seen, well, I've seen Darth Vader. Dressed my daughter up one time. There was a late last-minute Kmart dash to dress something up, and I just grabbed the quickest thing I could find, and it was a Darth Vader, but yeah. never seen the movie. Wow. No, there's a few. Don't judge it's me. On it's that, not just though. one like, movie. Yeah. There's a few. Wow. Right? No, yeah. I, I, no, actually, you know what? I do. I can I, picture I do judge. you actually I sitting do. at home with your M and M's and your popcorn. I was six when when Star Wars came out. M and M's were I reckon you've seen. Were. I reckon you've seen it since. <laughs> oh, 150 <laughs> times in grade one. I reckon every afternoon. Uh, anyway, we digress. 13, 13.55. Uh, 0467736736. Um, some breaking news out of the judiciary. This has just dropped as far as. Uh, the pre-season charges have come down. Ethan Strange, after that dangerous throw on McCarley, on uh, Thomas McCarley, uh, which was the game that you were watching, uh, first offence, $1,000 fine for a dangerous throw. Yeah. But here's the big thing. If you're a Parramatta fan, mm. ouch. Mika Sivo mm. is looking at at least three matches on what he did with uh, that careless high tackle on AJ Brimson. AJ couldn't come back. He... Mm. HIA and was uh, rubbed out for the rest of the match. So make a seat for three matches. There we go. So we talk about injury when it comes to um, trial matches. Yeah. You got suspension. Well, that's why I touched around. on the, you know, you need a bit of luck going on. Yeah. And yeah, not so much luck there. Ethan Strange was terrific for a young kid yesterday playing for Canberra. I expect him to be in the round one side for Ricky Stewart. He's looking for someone who can fill that void with Jamal Fogarty, but obviously no Micah, who's a big loss. Yeah, there we go. 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Uh, no name on this one. So it must mean a new listener, which is fantastic, Corey. You're, you're bringing them out already. <laughs> Parker should come out to the Skippy. Oh, this is good. This is good. I'm not Skippy. that old, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't. That's not bad. Was he Kangaroos? Yeah, no. Yeah, he played Kangaroos. Skippy. played, yeah. You, you'd remember that. You're older than me. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, Skippy was a, a 4.30 what, on what a, a low show. every afternoon. Like, looking back at it, what a low show. Mate, it was taking Australia to the world. What are you talking about? Skippy. Well, that's what happens. This is good. Yeah. You know you're in the top ten for oldest debutants mm. in the Kangaroos. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you made your debut? Do you remember? 28. I'm looking at it, it's just 29, but anyway, that's all right. <laughs> you would know. You're the man of the hot oh, Maybe set. it was 29. Hey. <laughs> um, so Parramatta fans, Mickey Sebo, three matches, four if he fights it and loses. There's the first month of the competition gone for uh, one of the more destructive wingers in the comp. Uh, Corey, you, you just mentioned in that last break about, yeah, no Tom Gilbert, uh, no chance for finals for the Dolphins. Yep. One player, and mm. I want to hone in on this one because this is going to be this is going to be the topic mm. in the, of my thoughts today. And it comes off the back of Luciana Late Lua. Yes. $900,000 to get out of a contract at, mm. the, at the Cowboys to go to the Dragons. So I, I'm assuming he was on 900 at the Cowboys. But for an edge forward. That is absurd. Yeah. For an edge forward. Is that what they're worth? Is that what they're being paid now? So it, it got me thinking, all right, well, if you're paying near a million dollars for an edge forward, are they the most important position in the game? Surely no, not. And then no. it comes down to, uh, I'm not going to ask what's the most important position in the game, i.e. what's the most expensive. If you were building a team, yes, what's the first position you get to build around. Maybe that's the best way to yeah. frame it yeah. because then they're the one you'd pay the most money well, to by default. Yes. Well, I'll just be really clear. 900000 is way over above 
for Luciano Leilua. <laughs> I'm just going to be really clear on that one. Right. And I'd be very, very surprised if Shane Flanagan has paid nine hundred thousand for him to get him to well the, the cows. Have, well, the cows have already picked up. I've already paid the what the, almost half a year. Yeah, because it started the rugby league series starts in November, doesn't it? Mm. So they've paid from November to now. Yeah, and by reports um, from up that way, they weren't that unhappy that he was able to find a deal and, and move out. Sure. So uh, to answer your question, if you're building a team, you know, who do I buy? Who, who do you look for? Uh, I wrote down a couple of names, just, just you know, the spare of the moment, just names that popped into my head that yeah. if I was building a team tomorrow, who would I go for? Now, Nathan Cleary is the first one. Yep. Straight away, first one, he has youth on his side. He has uh, unbelievable ability. I think, Position though, rather than yeah, player, yeah. position. Well, well yeah. he's a halfback. Yeah, yeah. So you, that's where you start. About, you know, any of the great sides, Patrick Mahomes, for example, mm. quarterback. He's a halfback. Uh, he will go down. I think is the best halfback the game has ever seen. When when Nathan Cleary's um, career is finished, that's what he'll be. I think if I was building a team tomorrow, he'd be my number one pick. So I'd go for Nathan Cleary. But then there's a couple other players that are really close behind him. Payne Haas would be another. Payne Haas is one of those set-and-forget guys. You just absolutely know what you're going to get with Payne Haas. You cannot have a halfback that doesn't have a front rower like Payne Haas. There you go. And and this is what I want to ask and anyone uh, – and I, I, I want people to weigh in on this because mm. – we saw how good a halfback Andrew Johns was, mm. but we know at origin level he did not dominate the mm. way someone like a Wally Lewis dominated behind an amazing pack because the pack that Queensland had that Joey was up against. Mm. I mean, Petros and Webbies yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know even even yourself included there. The, the, the he couldn't do what a halfback needed to do yeah. at that level because he didn't have the pack. So, is a halfback only as good as your front rowers or, or your or your pack? Well, because they can't do what they do unless yeah, it's very hard for a halfback to play on the back foot, but the yeah. good ones find a way to do it, um, and and that's probably been, it's not a knock, but it's probably been no. the only sort of uh, slight concern for s- some people when they're giving an appraisal of Nathan is he hasn't dominated an Origin series as yet, um, but I thought you, know, you go back to that. 30-minute period last year in a grand final. Yeah. Like, he was well below his best. And Brisbane were on top. Their forwards were on top. Everything was going right. So, it's fair to say he was on the back foot. He'd lost his number 13. He went off for a HIA. He had no number six. Cogger was the only one out there that was sort of in any sort of form or ha- able to help him. He was on the back foot and things were against Nathan, yet he found a way. What's the most valuable position... In rugby league. And you can read into that. Who would you pay the most money to if you were going to build a team from scratch? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. says halfback. I reckon halfbacks can't do what they do without an international front rower. You can't win a premiership without an international front rower. We're going to go to the news. I'll let you see on that. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736. You know, Smith gets it away to field. Stabs a kick in behind. Gathered by Wiggins. Insufficient evidence to overturn the live call. I'm not the good young as I need. I've made my decision. A huge moment in 
this game. Uh, a huge moment indeed, and it wasn't the only one. The World Club Challenge yesterday morning, Wigan and Penrith. It is the only trophy that Penrith have, just can't seem to get their hands on. Four cracks for the World Club Challenge. They still don't have it. Wigan, very strong at home, Corey, but what about those howlers? Mm. And, and they were howlers. Firstly, the try awarded to Wigan, which... How wide's that white line? It'd have to it would have it would have to be three meters wide yeah. for that for that score. And then the no try right on the buzzer. Yeah, outrageous, outrageous. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that the, the try that was awarded to Wigan. Yeah, uh, was I still don't understand. And, and there should be something now in the modern game where the referee doesn't have to make a decision straight away. If he has not seen the decision, has not had sufficient evidence straight away, he should be able to go straight upstairs and say, look, guys, I haven't seen it. Have a look. Then come back to me and I'll I'll make a decision off the back of that. Rather than be forced to make a call. Because that's what they're doing. They they are forced to make a call right there and then. They've got to go upstairs with a, uh, it's a try Mm. or it's not a try. And then if there's insufficient evidence to suggest, you go with what the referee first said in the heat of the moment when he actually didn't see it. That was not a try. It was outrageous to suggest that Wigan had scored the try. Short and another movement. Short and a double to pr- movement, to pr- correct. And, and did he make the line anyway? Did a oh, ball well, it ball get touched I, down? I, I say no. <laughs> uh, so that was you know one thing against uh, you know the Panthers. The second one for, for mine uh, was the try that Lemming scored. There was a... Blatant forward pass that went to get, I think it was Mishki down the side, down the sideline to then play back mm. inside. Forward pass there. The try at the end, right at the death to uh, Taylor May. Okay. I'm okay with that. Now, there was is insufficient evidence to, to suggest. I, looking at it firsthand, would have went, yeah, I've got no try and have a look. I was okay with that one. The, the, the other calls, uh, not so much. The one-on-one strip. The one-on-one strip mm. that Liam Martin come up with, <laughs> absolutely no one in Kui of, and he's done the one-on-one strip and was deemed there was a player in the tackle. Uh, very, very much hard up against it, the Penrith Panthers. Off the back of that, howlers. When was your team dudded? That's our top five for today. Oh, yeah. When was your team dudded? Uh, 13-13-55-0467-736-736. And it could be across any sport. Actually, I want it to be across any sport. So your team, your player, maybe tennis, someone that you were backing. Uh, maybe it was a, maybe it was a horse in a in a race. Maybe it was motorsport. Uh, any from your personal playing experience, Corey? Yeah. Let's let's open that Pandora's box. What oh, jumps? Boy. What jumps <laughs> <Be> to mind? <laughs> when, when were you? When were you done it? When yeah, were the look, Broncos done? Yeah, one one. One instance comes to mind. It was a semi-final. It was a Sydney football stadium. We're playing against the Roosters. Bill Harrigan was hang the referee. On, on. You're not holding any grudges on this. Well, you, just, no, you ask the question, I'll deliver. Bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. <laughs> the drums are beating. Yeah. It, was, it was 15 degrees. Oh, mate, it was a it Saturday was, night. It, it, it was a... We were oh, – built. Yeah, I think it was 2003 or four around that mm. period. And – Absolutely blew the pee out of the whistle. Like we were up against it. Pre- 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 penalty. Was it a prelim? Uh, it was. Yes. Penalty after this. penalty after yeah. penalty. And so much so, um, Gordon expressed his uh, concerns to Bill again. Uh, <laughs> didn't go down well from a team's perspective right. because we were already up against it. Right. But absolutely, uh, I think he was called, uh, uh, I think he was called a cheat by, by, by some people at the time. 
Um, Not by Gordon. He'd learned his lesson. He'd learned his lesson. Yeah. So that was one instance. Another yeah. one that springs more recent was Matt Gillett. Uh, he got 10 in the bin. Ben Cummins, big game. We are playing against the Dragons. Uh, he got 10 in the bin. He deemed to be – had not – it was a quick tap by Ben Benji Marshall, I think it was, mm. and hadn't retreated 10 metres, yet Benji had ran 40. So Gillo had chased him down. And and, and, and further to that story, so he got 10 in the bin, which was outrageous. And yeah. uh, we scored sort of not – it was like we were comfortably winning the game. And – I went for a goal kick and I said to Ben Cummins, I said, you're a bit rattled, aren't you? And he said, look, <laughs> my, well, I, in a, like he was, he was clearly rattled. Sledging the ref, is that Well, no, thing? I was just pointing out a few facts, but I, I'd say this, Ben Cummins, to his credit, he said, he said, yeah, look, I got that horribly wrong. I'm sorry. And I was the captain uh, at the time. I was like, I was perfectly okay with that. The referee had actually said, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. And I was 100% fine with that. So there has been some howlers. If you're a Cowboys fan, seven tackles set against the Sharks in a semi-final. Oh, yeah. Forward pass in the prelim. Yes. Parramatta, Mitch Moses. Six again in the grand final. Was that, was that Ben Cummins again? Well, I'm not sure about that. Canberra and Cummins. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's been a few. Um, oh, see, they, they sneak in with the humans, don't they? The New South Wales fans on the text line. Jason, New South Wales dudded by the grasshopper many times. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. If you speak to Wally Lewis, the grasshopper, the grasshopper Barry Gomesall has always been um, – well, actually, it goes a bit further. The, the referee who refereed that Wigan and Penrith game lives in the main street of Wigan. But him, what, yesterday? Yesterday, that referee lives in the main street of Wigan. So if you're going to play – if you're going to referee a game no. – true story – True story. No, Lives that, in the main street of You Wigan. need the law and order one there, Sammy. That's what you need. Yes. <laughs> so you do the math on that. Like if you're going for a coffee down at the local and you've dead set dudded your team, how's that going to go? You'd move, wouldn't you? Mm. You'd, or you'd, you'd probably get a referee that was a little bit more there neutral. We, there we go. Pull one from London. Pull one from <laughs> Manchester. Pull one from yeah. somewhere. All right. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. When, when was your team dudded or oh, your player? That biggest howlers of all time on the back of that. 13, 13, 0467, 736, uh, 9.42, quick break, and then back with the big Vegas adventure for the NRL. Uh, who's going to win this weekend? But bigger picture stuff, and you'll get this from Corey Parker, is it worth it here on SENQ? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. So much talk, and it comes down to this week, the NRL's big Vegas gamble. Is it a gamble? Is it paying off already? Off-field, I think so. But what about from a player's point of view? The Monday means test with Corey Parker, brand new for 2024, every Monday from nine, an hour of power. Cosa, um, it's a trip you'd like to be on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But what does it mean, round one in yep. Vegas, from a player's point of view? Is there... Well, you tell me. Uh, the, uh, will the heads be in the 
Yeah, well, uh, well, first and foremost, I mean, it, it's a historic moment. So the game has never done something like what we're yeah. seeing. And, and it's fantastic. I think the traction that the game's got, uh, particularly over the last couple of weeks, but more in particular uh, the last few days, has been enormous. You know, you've got the big football, Steeden football in Times Square. They're really going over and above. Uh, so the game has never been better. And to see the Americans embrace the way, the way they are at the moment, you know, the, the NRL season launch is happening over there. Fox season launch is happening over there. There's a lot of big things going on in Vegas. And what better place in the world to do it? Uh, the other side of that is there is a game on. There's two games. It's round one, and we're playing for keeps. So to answer your question, from a player's perspective, now, it'd be very hard not to get caught up. Like, and you watch some of the socials on the uh, on the players and they're riding bikes down Venice Beach and, you know, it, just having a, a wow of a time. They're throwing gridiron balls at LA Rams for the Broncos. The, the Roosters are playing golf at, uh, you know, at some ridiculous golf course. Uh, so it makes it really difficult. But there is going to be a game on and they're playing for keeps. So when they get to that stadium and it's state-of-the-art, and it's the bright lights of Vegas, you know, you'd be hard not to get caught up. It doesn't matter what's happened during the week. Mm. You get to that stadium and you just have a look and run out and you just be, you'd be that pumped. There'll be two very good games of football. You've done World Club Challenges on the other side of the world, yeah. um, UK. You've um, – there was also a pre-season comp, wasn't there? Or yeah, there like was a, a couple of pre-season games, which was equivalent – wasn't yeah, a World Club Challenge, but we did play over in England. Yeah. Uh, but never the opportunity to play in Vegas. How how taxing is is that? I mean, I know they've got a week off when they come back because yep. the round one is split over two weeks. Yeah. But I mean, is that a is that a, a factor that could could take a couple like almost like a Vegas hangover? No, well, there'll be a hangover for sure. I don't know that'll be off the bloody <laughs> <laughs> off the football game. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. And and because going on round two, they actually flip. So the Broncos play. Uh, South, South and, yeah. and Roosters play Manly. So they all have the same amount of recovery time. I yeah, think okay. it's a day in between. I think the Broncos play on a Thursday or Friday and uh, the other teams play on a Saturday. They'll be, th- there's ample amount of time uh, for them to recover. Um, and, and there's been ample amount of time for them to prepare. They've been over there, you know, between, between game time, be close to a week and a bit. Some teams a little bit more, some teams a little bit less. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's it'd be an incredible game to be a part of. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, oh, four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Uh, if you're a, a Manly fan, Souths fan, Broncos fan, uh, and Chooks, apparently you're out there as well. Is there any part of you that's just like, gee, I wish we were at home for round one. I just wish this hmm. Vegas experiment. Just you know, is there something lingering in the back of your mind that just goes? How much is this going to impact us going forward as part of the season? 13, 13, 736, Did you ever play under the roof at – oh, yeah, you would have, Origin. Uh, yeah. At Marvel Stadium yeah. or what was it back then? Telstra, Docklands? Played a semifinal there as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. An interesting factor, and it, it was Corey Oates mm. who brought this up. He said the one thing that hasn't been spoken about from a from a winger's point of view, someone has to look up and catch the ball. Yeah, a roof, and from my understanding of Allegiant Stadium, it, it's clear so you can see through. But he said, I think that's at least the Corey Oates' problems is catching a football. <laughs> honestly, 
to, to further de- double down on that, I and mean, I, I love Oti, and I've had a long relationship with him, but. The field is also three metres in either yeah. side. So effectively across, it's six metres more narrow. Yeah. So from a winger's perspective, there's an issue there. He might catch the ball and run out because he's so used to just being a, you know, a pass away from his centre, for example. Uh, I you're, don't not getting around, you're not getting around anymore, No, you're not you? going around people. If you get around the defensive line, you, you're doing well, I reckon. All right, 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. We're going to bring it home. We'll get Corey's tips for round one, i.e. the Vegas round. Who wins and why? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. I ain't as good as I once was. I got a few years on now, but there was a time. Oh, we're getting through them. A couple of intro songs. I don't mind that one. Big Toby Keith fan. I I'm late, great not Toby as Keith. good as I once was. Yeah, very I've got open. A few years on me now. <laughs> Corey Parker. Every Monday morning, the Monday Means Test. Uh, Corey, it's been an hour of power. It's gone very, very quickly. Hasn't it? Vegas round one. Yep. Who wins? Broncos, Roosters, and why? Uh, I'm just going to go with the Broncos because that's where the heart lies. Uh, why? I just think, um, based on the trial form, I thought they were very good uh, in patches. I mm. think the enormity of the occasion over there will certainly suit them. Um, bright lights. Uh, it'll be a, a very interesting game because, on paper, the Roosters are very good also. South Manly open it up, the doubleheader. Yeah, South. I, I think South, uh, you know, Trellivision, Trella Stadium, whatever he wants to call it, he's in. You can see a smile on his face. Uh, I'm going to go with South in that one. All right, there we go. Mark them down, the Souths and the Broncos. Corey Parker, Monday means test every Monday from 9 o'clock. Cosa, thank you. You are taking over the airwaves. You'll be back with breakfast with heels Bright tomorrow early. morning. Will do. Putting you to work. Outstanding stuff. 10 o'clock here on SENQ, your new home of sport in Queensland. Thanks for making the switch. News next. Your calls and texts straight after that.